Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Good evening. Welcome to Sugar, Silk and Stretch, a unique boxing podcast brought to you exclusively by Ace Podcast Nation. My name is Ben Doughty. My name is Michael Silk Olajide. And you, sir? Who might you be? He calls himself right. I think he calls himself right. we should call him, because, okay, Gary's not playing ball with this kind of slick production thing, which is fine. That is his prerogative with all his achievements listed beneath I'd like to get right into it. Right, now, Gary, this is your moment. It's early days for the three of us all on the podcast, but this is your first great victory dance show because you said, in no uncertain terms, Friday night you stuck your neck out and you said it will be a completely different fight. Eubank will be a vastly improved version of himself and he will win conclusively by stoppage. Um, Can I tell you something in my defense? If you juxtapose the fighters, it went about exactly the way I thought it would. Uh-huh. So you, you had the result exactly right, Michael. You just, yeah. yeah, so Gary, yeah. What's, yeah. You were right. bad, What's that smell? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, Gary, yeah, you were right. Uh, what I would like to say, okay. That, um... well, I, I said exactly, I don't want to sound like a flash fool, but I <laughs> told you guys that I looked at the whole picture. I think Eubanks is a better fighter. I think he but had a based on day. but based on what? Think, and I'd only seen Eubanks. Yes, I mean, I'd hardly yeah, seen basically it's that. Another is a different animal. No one believed me. And um, the only fight I, I had to go on was, was his last. I watched all the predictions. All bullshit. I, I told you yesterday, Eubank, if he shows up as Eubank, he will do what he did, and he did it. So I rest my case. Good night, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Yes. Uh, this is all I would say, Gary, um, and I have no horse in a race here. I have no desire to minimize the nature of Eubank's triumph and his victory. No, what about my prediction? Oh, I, was about, I was getting to that. All your prediction. I have no... I have no <laughs> need to minimize that either and i don't want to t- i don't want to rain on your parade but i will say my granddad um apparently had a phrase according to my dad who relayed stories of his kind of ranting to me and one of his um things he would say would be it's not me that's that good it's them that's that bad now no Smith, no no, Smith was no, clearly, no, no no come on don't, no, don't even no, try no. to tell me he was 100%. You, you cannot tell me that i understand um Liam Smith said he was in ungrateful form. I get it. Uh, Eubanks on the last fight was on great form. We get it. But there was no uh, questioning from round... You know what? The fight was even to round three. It was like a messy fight. It was... Uh, Liam it was Smith, even in the first round. It was round. very... Yeah, after after you. First round, that was first round not after not after round. No, no. Let, please, am I allowed to speak? Yeah. I know, it was but messy. Uh, we're trying to jump in uh, Smith looked um, dangerous in the clinches. He was elbows, heads, very dangerous. He got hit on the fucking chin with an uppercut in round four. The fight went downhill from that. He never recovered. 
Now you could say he had bad feet. You could say he was not. He was <laughs> the weight was bad. Up to round four, it was 50-50. He got hit on the chin. He never recovered. That's my take on the fight. My take on it is I've seen, I think, two historical examples when I see a man who looked a shell of himself in the ring, totally hollow with nothing to offer that night. There's Ali Holmes in, in 1980, and there was Pacquiao um, de la Hoya, which I believe was around 2000. Well, you don't give you yeah. the credits uh, in the first fight. Sure, but the thing is... I think the only safe one was Ali Holmes. The rest of them, you know what I mean? The rest oh, of them but you, everyone jumps on the bang wagon now. Smith was not... Right. What about Eubanks? I knew Eubanks was not right the first fight. No, That's maybe not, Gary. This maybe not. I mean, what I'm saying no, is... I knew, I knew, I know, I know in my heart this kid is a better fighter than he showed in the first fight. Absolutely. It happened. Whatever happened, it happened. But for me, he was not 100% going in. He was maybe starved at the weight. He was maybe... Life maybe had something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. But he, for me, he wasn't the guy I know who he is. You could say Smith was not the guy. He, you know who he is in this fight. However, the first fight it was a flash, knockdown, stoppage. It happened so quick. This was a complete domination. It was, yeah. Round, but the thing is, Smith, look, good. look at Smith in the first fight, and he's 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 fainting. He's got head movement. He's sharp. You know, he never um, got hit in the chin like that. No, but is it, it happened before that. You look at the second round when something weird happened with his ankles, when he was kind of twisting those feet like something like. I didn't see that at all, but I did see like the first three rounds. They were like the Smothers Brothers. They were like mauling each other. Yes, and, and it was even Stephen. There was no uh, Eubanks wasn't fainting in the first three. It was a mess. The first, it was what it was. You feel each other out. You jab. You grab. You get your distance. You do what you do. They were grabbing then, each other, crap. trying to get off. Liam was, I, mean, I don't know what what was the ref thinking. Never the ref recovered. was letting Liam hit him behind the head, like he was, and that was the only plan Liam Smith had last night was to try and back, hit him on the back of the head in clinches. He was yeah. missing with that right hand counter all the time. He had no head movement. He had zero balance. He couldn't he get out of the way of the jab. He couldn't get he out of the way of the jab. Balance. What about the fact that like when he throws punches, I, I never understand. Winky Wright used to do this as well. And I, I can't understand how fighters do this. When they put their hands, they give themselves like eye, eye muffs or whatever they are. You can't see on the side. So you can't see lateral shots. You have your hands covering your head. You know you're not going to punch from here. So you have to wait for the other guy to finish punching before you can punch. That, that's just the most ineffective offense and defense you, you have. It's not funny, Michael. Liam, Liam has short arms. So when he goes like this, he's covering the top of his ribs and he's got all that body open. And I was surprised that 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 uh, Eubanks didn't rip his rip his body up even. Do you know that they call that the Joe Gallagher kind of style, that high guard, right, Gary? And I know he trained with Joe Gallagher at one point, I believe, Liam Smith. Um, and as you said, I remember Jimmy Tibbs always saying that you should have um, shoulder shoulder kind of height, chin height with your, with your guard, right, your hands. That's where you punch from, yeah. Him. That's where you punch from. And if you need to block, you lift them up, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. You catch punches, but you don't just wear them here, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know what the perfect hand position is? Go on. No, this is a. I I I I went to Kronk Gym many times in my life. I I, I met Angelo Dundee. I met uh, um, some of the greatest trainers in the world. And the great hand position is you stand with your hands like this and you go simply like this. You don't move anything. It goes from zero to here. Yeah. And then that is the hand position. Zero yeah. to here. You don't go here, you don't go here. Hand by your side, go to here. Yes. There's the hand position. Complete yes. relaxed state. If someone can hit you this far, before you can move this far, they're going to beat you anyway. So yeah. that is the hand position, right? Basic, no no movement. There's the hands. Yeah, and you both you have Gary. to adapt depending on the circumstance. So when the fighter's close, when it's an in-fight, your hands are in a different of place. Of course, they move. And when, you're, the when you're fighting that range, but really also when, you, when you're at... So there's, there's like, let's say there's um, close range, medium range, and long range. Uh, probably when you're talking long range, you want your hands like you had said. When you're medium range and, and close range, you want to do something a little bit different with your hands because it doesn't take too much. 
to get to you. Then, then, then it's a chance because once a man's already started punching, you have to you have to initiate, and chances are you're probably not going to beat him if he's a faster fighter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, you get other situations, you know, where there's everybody these days talks about the Philly shell, which are, they kind of that's what they uh, nicknamed the Floyd Mayweather type stance. Although there is different ways in which a guy Tim Witherspoon to hold his hands a certain way. Um, with that kind of low left hand thing. And the biggest thing, like- the biggest difference, Ben, that I saw in this fight with with you, but like just going off what I saw them, yeah. I've seen them both only once, right? Their last fight, Eubank was always ready to punch and always ready to defend. Whereas when I saw the first fight, it seemed like he was in and out of it. Like he didn't seem engaged. His muscles didn't seem engaged and ready to for reflex. In this fight. He was definitely always ready to fire back and let his hands go in combination. I mean, I guess you saw you saw when he threw those uppercuts and and he was throwing punches without hesitation. And hesitation is one of the that's the kind of thing that happens when you get older as a fighter. You start to hesitate. You're unsure. Yeah. You can't pull the trigger as fast. Gun shy. Yeah. Well, he didn't have that issue at all. He wasn't gun shy, and that's surprising because coming off getting stopped or knocked out or whatever it was you generally see some kind of hesitation in fighters and, uh, and Eubanks didn't do that you at see, all. So he's, got, he's got a good head on his shoulders. You're right about from that. The, yeah. From the ring walk, from the way Eubanks walked out to the ring, even to the fact when he won the fight, he never even put his hands up after the fight. He never even raised his hand. He never smiled. He walked in like stoic. He did the job and he walked out stoic he never had any up down he was just 100 percent locked in and i say that is credit to bomac he got his head right he went in he did the job he left he never even raised he never even smiled at the end of the fight he was just strictly business and, and, that he, is and, he gave, and he gave Liam some props too. That was really cool. You no, know. he was not. Eubanks is great. Him. You know, you can all beat him up. I think he's a great kid. I think he's uh, had a hard, uh, hard career based on. He has a legend father who's a great man too, but he has to stand up his own two feet. For the first time, I told you on the last podcast he's found a team who's going to support him not dominate him and they're going to allow him to be the best he can be and i think you saw him i i I think you saw a tip of the iceberg i think he's going to get better and better and better if he sticks with this team that 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 i'm not too sure about but what did you think about uh bowman was it bowman what's his name brian mcintyre yeah how is that don't don't underestimate see my take gary he did what he had to do last night, and yes, he did look better. And he certainly did. You, you hear the corner? I heard the corner the whole night. Relax, relax, stick the jabs. He yeah, followed yeah. instruction, focus, focus. They were yeah. he, he, he structured struck well. the basics, and the basics. Yeah, he didn't really thank Bomac that much afterwards. He, I mean, the, the no, guy he was, very, really was going uh, off. He didn't really acknowledge yes. him. Yeah, I, I was disappointed with that, but. Yeah, um, he didn't acknowledge yeah, him. That's kind that, of that was a, disappointing, to be honest. In yeah. any case, fellas, at the post-fight press conference, uh, Liam Smith arrived first. So I had to wait five minutes for Eubank, and inevitably faced questions from the press about what went wrong and how how can it there be so, such a radical difference between his performance in the, in the two fights? And he didn't blame his ankles. He said, "Please don't run with that," because they they made quite a big thing of it on the on the Sky TV broadcast. Liam Smith is a complete champ. The way he handled defeat. He was uh, yeah, but you know what he said. I, I, I love I love him before, but I love him even more after. He was such a man. I'm sure he had problems with his ankles. I'm sure he had many problems. But he took. He said, "I take my victory and I take my defeat." He did, but and, you know what he said. But he, 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 he did, he did mention some things that were wrong, though. Right? He, he did, but like, if, if if you bear with me, guys, the not really, time, not really. He, he he passed it off and he said, "You know what? I took the win. I'll take the loss." Yeah, okay, but in the press conference, the post press conference, he said, he said, don't run with the ankle, don't, don't. It's not about that. I've done that in other fights. He said it was the weight cut that killed me. He said because the fight got postponed twice, the rematch. They were supposed to fight June seventeenth at first, the rematch. Then it was postponed till July first, and then 
in the end, it happened last night. Okay, and okay said, but let, let me ask you this, boys, because you both know this. So, Eubank had the weight issue, not Liam Smith. Eubank is the big man coming down. Liam Smith is a fucking light middleweight. If you... Liam Smith had an issue with weight. If he gains two stone between fights, that's his three, fucking problem. Three. But what he blames it on, Gary, and I agree no, it's his problem. He blames it on the injury. He blames it on the injury. He said that's why he could gain two, three stone because you got a bad back. Come on. Yeah, you got to stop beating then. You got to stop beating. No way. Yeah. You don't do that. I've I'll never gained you, right? three stone since I retired. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I make you right. It's 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 on him. If he he says it's he had to professional. Cut, he said he had to cut forty two pounds at well, some that's point. That's unprofessional. I mean, I mean, forty two But you know what? If you want to go and be a fat bastard, that's up to you. Yeah, you, you better always be give us the headline, Gary, for the show. You you're, 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 you're coming up from coming right. down from two hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's the title for this show. If you want to be a fat bastard, it's your fault or something like that. No, I love Liam Smith, but if he goes and gains 42 pounds, good luck to you, mate, my friend. But you know what? You're a professional athlete. No professional athlete should gain 42 pounds in two months between a fight. Do you think we'll see... Do you think we'll see a trilogy? That's embarrassing. So what kind of guy... Eat so much fucking food, <laughs> 42 pounds. Give me a break, Ben. I've been retired 20 years. I haven't gained 10 pounds. Come on. No, that's good. Um, you, and you're looking, you're looking great. Um, I don't do look think- great, but I'm not 42 pounds heavier in two months because I've got a bad oh, back. Okay, two truths right there. Um, do you think we'll no, see- can you imagine? I've got a bad back, so I'm going to gain four stone. Eating all the shit I can eat, and then I'm gonna make an excuse. I couldn't get the four stone off because of my bad back. Give me a break. I cannot believe I'm having such trouble trying to work with a fucking famous actor, and I'm I'm constantly trying to ask a question, and every time he counter punches me right out of the out of the park. What's the question? Like to ask but then you have to understand, my man speaks in soliloquies. He doesn't yes. speak in sentences. This is yes, unless ben, ask me a question, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Some people he's a, said he's they a great wasn't. Actor. Come on, don't man. you start now, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Some people said that there wasn't sufficient scope for a rematch, never mind a trilogy. Now it has been reversed so spectacularly, and fair play to you and Eubank for that. Do you think we'll see a third fight or not? Should we? Would you like to see it or what? Who are you talking to, me or Silk? We'll start with you, then we'll go to Silk. I think that. Um... The first fight, one would say there's a rematch, which is why there was a rematch. But the second fight, I, I would say um, most people would, would, would say there's no need for a rematch. It was so dominant. Now, if, if Smith was so hindered by weight or uh, he, he, you know, he was flat, whatever, it's a possibility. But I think that the first fight like it was, was slightly controversial. But the second fight was a complete domination. So is it fair for Smith Smith to get a rematch? Sure, it's 1-1. One, one. Yeah. But should we but see it? The general consensus would be Eubank's going to destroy him again. And I think Eubank's on the third fight, having overcome the demons, will even be better. Yeah. So... Yeah. Of course, you get another payday, and uh, it may be a different fight, but I think that Eubank showed enough dominance that I, I wouldn't want to see it, but I think Smith, if he wants it, deserves it. Perfect. Um, I, I think there should be a third fight. I mean, why not? They'll, they'll both make money off it, and he, you know, I guess he'll be able to settle things up in, in one another's mind. I mean, obviously, Eubank's I think Eubank himself would want it because he's he was knocked out by him the first time, and he wants to show. If he, he, wants said to show he, he said, he, said it was, he said it was a bone on bone elbow. He said in the past he's been hitting the chin. He sees a little white flash. He said on this he felt a bone on bone and a black in his head, and he said that was that's why he said it was illegal and he was angry. And I think 
based on this fight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think he was probably telling the truth. I think he got a hit with a freak shot. The first, something hit him in the first shot, sent him loopy. He never recovered. But I think he's a very, very resilient kid, um, We've seen him in the past. He's he has a chance. You're talking about, you're talking about something, Liam. Something happened in the first fight, and he said it was a miracle. And I think now you have to believe him. Uh, and also, I'm kind of, I'm, kind of lost. I'm sorry, sir. He's talking about you back there, not not Swiss. Oh, okay. I, I'm saying I know. Um, I, I, you know, I think you have to give the kid um, some credit. Something happened in the first fight, which was not normal. I think he's redeemed it over-redeemed it. Um, is there value for a third? Sure, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think, I think there is. Because, uh, you know, he uh, he felt flat on this fight, so sure, maybe a third fight. I, 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 mean, I, mean, I mean, Liam Liam was sharp in the first fight and, and the kid wasn't. You bang, wasn't I think Liam was sharp in this fight. Like if was, no, he wasn't, Gary. He was not. No, was not. if you watch the first three rounds, right? There's no. not a lot of action, but if you watch the in in when, when they grab each other and the and the elbows and the this and the messing, Liam was fucking on the. He was he was he was really uh, dangerous in the clinches, like his elbows, his head. He was. I seen the way. He, that's that's he, not boxing, though, is it? Oh, that's an. No, but he's on, But it means his mind's there. So, I don't know, Gary. Honestly, honest to God, I, I don't think you get that one guy gets that much better and the other guy gets that much worse at the ages they are in that. Well, age could certainly make it get worse, but Eubank doesn't improve that much at his age, and and Smith doesn't get that radically worse without there being factors. Yes, he, it was up to him. He shouldn't have turned up if he didn't want to fight. And the winner is the winner, and there's no excuses ultimately. But he was not the same guy. You only need to look at the first fight. Gary's frozen. Wait, who wasn't the same guy? Are we Eubank or? Yeah. Smith. He wasn't the he wasn't the same guy. Well, I mean, this the thing is, we're dealing with we're dealing with like instances like you can't tell. One guy comes in worse, one guy comes in better. They both came in at you know. I just he think couldn't slip a jab, Michael. That. He couldn't slip a jab. He's got hands there. Everyone was getting through that guard. Every single yeah. jab. Well, you okay. don't need a game plan. Okay. So he couldn't slip a jab. Is that oh. him or is Eubanks great? Oh, yeah. Eubanks is so great. He's got this. You're giving Eubanks like no credit. Like you're that, suddenly. He, you're giving you, Eubanks no credit. Eubanks, to me, Gary, looked like he's always... Terrence Crawford has the greatest jab in the business, right? Uh, Eubanks is training with Crawford's trainer and all of a sudden his jab was dominant. You don't give credit to Bomac? Oh no, Liam Smith was terrible. No. How long did he have with him? How long did he have with Barmack? How long did he have with Barmack? A month. It doesn't matter, Ben. Four weeks, a month, five weeks is enough. What are you saying, Silk? Well, you know what? I mean, you have to give credit to Bomack, which I don't think anybody really did. He made a he made a big difference. If you're going off that first fight, looking at the second fight, that man was the difference between winning and hundred percent. You're right, Silk. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it took Eubank as long to get rid of him as it did because he, he, he was ready for the taking. No, Ben, he was clinical. He yeah. was he was he was cautious. Yeah, he was, uh, right And I also think maybe he was a little spiteful. I think he may. I think he was in control. He enjoyed the control, and I think he took his time. And he made Only no Terrell syndrome. I think he, he. I think he from round six, seven. He completely took control. Smith looked like he was just surviving, and Eubanks just clinically, slowly broke him down. And um, I don't yeah. think he, 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 I think he didn't want to be reckless. We saw him in round three or four when he went crazy and he missed a lot. I think he, he learned from that. So he just took his time, yeah. he picked his shots, and he did the job. Uh, 
But I mean, that flurry, I thought that flurry was really good because it established him as the dominant one. Yeah. Like he, he went at it and then Smith had no answer for it. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to come across as churlish and like, you know, I'm digging in on this because I, I never saw it as an unwinnable fight for this, for Chris Eubank Jr. And I believe I said as much. I didn't really want to make a prediction, but you tied me down to it. I said, I, I, said, I reckon it go the distance this time. That's what I said, which is obviously also wrong. But uh, hey, somebody tightening up on their backstroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? It, I, I just think it's it's probably a limited amount of usefulness or intelligence in, in arguing the point forever that Smith was had nothing, you know, had nothing that night and you oh, uh, had nothing to beat. It is what it is, you know. He's put himself in a great position. Let's talk about the future. Conor Ben was there last night and he has announced his intent. Obviously, he was supposed to fight Eubank Jr. in a massive blockbuster October the 8th last year. You know what happened to impede that situation. It's still ongoing. But he was there last night, kind of giving it large, saying that... What's that? Wait, have... Sorry, Ben, what's ongoing? The, the, you, the, the Conor Ben situation with the, you know, the, with the drug tests and stuff. The, the board of... You kind of effectively cleared him, or the National Anti-Doping Panel did, and the, the, the British Boxing Board of Control have appealed that decision. They're doubling down and digging in on this. But no, Conor Ben has announced last night, supposedly, he intends to fight this month in Florida on September 23rd against a guy... Perhaps someone could tell me his name because I've already forgotten. It sounds like Van Dyke or something, or it's not that. But it, he, he said he's going to fight this month. Come on, you can normally not get a word in edgewise. One of you must want to talk and come back to me. I'm used to you coming straight back. <laughs> he said he's going to fight this month, you know. But your thoughts on Conor Ben fighting on September 23rd in Florida and ongoing, whether whether this is still a huge fight between him and Chris Eubank Jr. and your views on that, whichever order you want to go. I think that that's uh, all Britain fight. I don't know how much that's getting, uh, that's making anyone excited over here in the States. I, I hear that. Um, you've got a fight in Gary. Okay, who, who, who you got with Conor Ben and Eubanks, Ben? Before, okay, all right. When they were going to fight, I fancy. No, 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 no. Don't backtrack now. <laughs> all right. Um, Don't backtrack <laughs> now. Right. You, Eubanks should, should be able to beat Conor Ben, I believe. Yep. See how retarded you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just told you Eubank would destroy Liam Smith. You did. Right? Connor Ben will destroy Chris Eubank. Is that what you're telling me? Ooh. Yeah. I tell you now, the Notre Dame is speaking again. <laughs> okay. And you and Gary, you are aware, right? You are going to be judged on your record with these predictions as this goes along. Because I know I'm one, one zero. You're one zero. You say one zero. <laughs> did I say yes. hang on a second? You remember we did the Usyk Dubois preview? Did I say Usyk in eight or nine rounds? Do you remember that? Ben, you can't redeem your credibility with the Usyk who's irrelevant. So it's all we made one prediction together as friends. Yeah. And one and zero. Okay, all right. That, that's fair enough. You can be okay, one and zero. I'm one and one because I picked you six. And one, one and zero. Michael's zero one. No, I'm zero, one and one. I picked you six. I picked you no, six. No, 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 we're not allowed no, to have no, Usyk. We're only allowed to have the fights that Gary got. never went out there on that one. Oh, but I made my. Let's be magnanimous. Let's start it from now. Gary is the man because the thing is, Gary. One zero to Gary. Because oh. you got to give me this one because it was a big one. Because and you, and you, you, you stuck your way. chin out. I give you credit for that. You stuck your chin out and you were right. Okay, so, so it's 1-0 to Gary. Now, one second, zero. I tell you, Conor Ben beat them all. What do you mean them all? Or, or, who's all of them? All, whoever he fights, he beat. Well, he, he said he beat He beat them all. Like, I don't know anyone in the world. Conor, He's the best Conor fighter ben in the world. Big thing. Obviously, God. And it's not about boxing, it's about mental, it's about... This kid is a fucking... I love him, and I think he's going to kill them all. And I think... I love Eubanks, I think he's amazing. Conor Ben will knock him, spark the fuck out. And he'll knock um, them all out. Conor Ben said he'd be happily fight the winner of, of a Spence Crawford rematch. You don't think he'd beat Terence Crawford, do you? No. Crawford on the level. Ooh, yeah. Thank God. Thank you. Crawford, I'll, 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 you're I'll saying he's going to spark everybody. Below Crawford, Ben beats them all. But um, you, you'll never beat, uh, you will never beat Crawford in the history of his life. No. 
That's a different brand of beast. Also. Another level. But he'll beat everyone else. Interesting. I know. Well, he'll beat Charlo as well. You think he'll beat Charlo? I think he beats them all. I think he just doesn't beat Crawford yet. Well, so he beats Charlo. And I think you never put him near Crawford because, you know, Freddie Roach, who trained me, was a great friend and he loved Manny Pacquiao. But he told me 10 years ago I would never put Manny in with Crawford. And I didn't know Crawford then. I said, why? He said, this kid's fucking amazing. And I, and I just never forget the name. And then years later, he, I started to watch him. And... Um, but I never forget Freddie saying I would never put money in with Crawford. Yeah, he can certainly be one of those once in a generation yeah. type fighters. Crawford. And he's a lot better than he looks. He doesn't look so impressive and all. No, this. no, he, but he, but he's he is, he is exactly good. what he looks. You know what I mean? I think, and I think it's impressive. Like people see people shuffling and all the bells and whistles, and they think, "Oh my God, that's the most amazing thing." Now he goes in there and he just—he's like the most consummate professional hitman. Just very clean to it. Does what works, doesn't need anything, you know. Oh, would you, if, if he fights Jaron Ennis, Boots Ennis, you you pick Conor Ben, would you? All day long. You've seen you've wow. seen Jaron Ennis, Jaron Ennis, yeah. All day long, Conor. You yeah? wow. Conor Ben all day long. What? Well, all right, we'll have that one, Gary. We'll have that one. We're gonna. You can't forget this one. Don't forget. The only one he doesn't beat is Crawford, but he will never fight Crawford. He'll never fight Crawford, but but he this kid boots boy. Ooh, have you seen I know, him? I've seen him. He's slick and he's good. Conor Ben will give him a. Who's the best shot. fighter Conor Ben's beat up to now? Then Gary, are you it saying matter. You, it doesn't matter? Doesn't well, matter. It doesn't matter who he's beat to now. It's what I see in him. I yeah. see okay. he's a, he's a brilliant. Yeah, but you young see what talent. you saw against him was against a different brand of opponent. No, no, I yeah. see. I see potential. I, I'm not looking at fights. I'm looking sure, at the man. I understand where you're coming from. But if you're I looking, at, if you're looking at potential, when you oh. look at Boots, you see so much more potential than you do. No, but Boots is like man. another. I'll give you an example. Boots is like uh, Marks and Spencer's. He's like yeah. every day. No, he's like, he's like, uh, he's good at everything. He's rounded. He's this. He's that. Connor Ben is electrifying. Is he like Harris? When you okay, get I a mean, guy who comes at you and you're swinging, you'll make a fight. Yeah, but uh, no, but, but he's Ennis is good at he's he's got he's like beautiful. Connor Benny's explosive demolition king. And he okay, but, but here, here's what here's what Connor I would ben I would does. I would not be surprised. Here's what Connor Ben does, and and this is why Boots would absolutely win that fight, and this would absolutely win that fight. Come on, when Connor Ben throws a left, he throws a right. After he throws a right, he throws a left. After his left, he throws his right. Yeah, you don't hit elite this conversation. You don't ben. hit elite fighters like that, like guys with with the, Connor Ben will take any out in a round you, or two. You can't do that. You what you have to do is you have like you have to mix up your cadence and you have to mix up your punches, and that's what this guy Boots Dennis does, which is that's what makes him so unpredictable. So so if you're saying he's just going to come out there and, and, and I, this sounds them, familiar, this sounds familiar to uh, Eubank Smith. You can't live off that forever, Gary. I'm looking forward no, to the I'm next not. several months. What I'm saying is, Ennis, rounded professional, once in a lifetime there comes a whirlwind and he just executes. And I think Conor Ben will take Ennis out in a round, maybe two. Oh, Trust me, that's how, that's its, it's shock factor. He will not know what the <laughs> fuck hit him. <laughs> Michael, Michael, we owe this man a great deal because he is clearly strategizing our growth. He's he's worked out where the market is, where the clickbait is, and he's sacrificing his reputation to get us more views. I love Gary Strickland. Uh, I, I did I did that last time, right with you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one. Carl Froch, uh, the light heavyweight, the black kid from um, Sheffield. What's his name? Um, Arthur. No, uh, no, the kid that just fought, he lost, he lost to Paterbia. Oh, and no, no, that's Anthony Young. What are you talking about? No, the cruiserweight, you translate, he's doing a lot of commentary now. Um, Johnny Nelson, Johnny Nelson, Carl Froch, all these fucking experts don't have a clue. 
that's another good headline. We've got lots of headlines to pick for our YouTube. <laughs> no, exactly. They all talk bollocks. They all talk the game, but they don't. They're they're looking at like what everyone looks at. They're not looking at. Yeah. I look at talent. I look at like when I see a kid who's fucking amazing. You may not have shown it yet in his career, but yeah. I see it. They're looking at records and resumes and him and they they doing all this bullshit. They don't see the kid. If you don't see the potential in the young Chris Eubanks Jr., I love Liam Smith. I'm a big fan of him, his family, major fan. So I have nothing against Liam Smith. But Liam Liam Smith is he is what he is. Eubanks Jr., given the right trainer circumstance, he has potential beyond. But he's not a prospect, Gary. He's a thirty. He's a mid thirties. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he does. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Trust me. It does at some point, right? Of course, it does at some point. When yes. did he start? Right now, he's a very strong young kid who's still on the way up. I mean, I think he's definitely a country champ. He's his country's champion, yes. But whether he's going to, well, he's not. Is he rated international? Is he rated internationally? He must. Let me say this. Liam Smith in his greatest day would not beat Canelo. Chris Eubank, Eubanks Jr. on his greatest day could beat Canelo. No. I don't see that at all. No. He wants to fight Golovkin. You hear that, Gary? That's who he wants no. to fight. Well, a young Golovkin would be a mistake. Who knows what uh, Golovkin has left? Maybe exactly. uh, he sees something we don't see. But that's what he doesn't share your confidence, it would seem, because he's calling out Golovkin, not Canelo. Well, he's a smart kid, yeah. you know, but Golovkin is still a, a very dangerous uh, person to fight. So yeah, uh, I, I would look more, I, I would like to see him fight uh, maybe I a Charlo he, brother would be a very interesting fight. The thing um, about Canelo is he's never really been he's 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 the, never had the, an abusive fight. So he's going to have, he's got life in him for a longer time. I think Canelo's on the downslide now, so someone might get him at the right time. Um, uh, will that be Charlo later think... this month? Say again? Will that be think, Charlo later this month? Be interesting. I, don't I think mean, there isn't a size difference between them, that's for sure. There isn't a big size difference. If anything, you know, uh, Charlo's got – he's rangier, obviously. And then Canelo's answer to that was, well, everyone's bigger than me. So, you know, his, his whole yeah, life is definitely on the downslide. Probably true, Gary, to it marginally, I would a say. A little bit. Like, come on. I don't think it's a downslide in his, his, in his physicality. I think it's in his mentality, his approach. I think he's, I think he's, a, I think he's tired of doing it. Like, you just, the repetition of it just gets tired after a while. And, you, and, you, and your, and your uh, adrenaline stores just aren't the same. You just, they don't fill up like they used to. When you're young, they fill up to 100%, and they come back to you. After you've wasted them, they come back to you in, a, in you know in a few days. But as you get older, they don't they don't uh, refurbish themselves or or you know what I mean. They don't. That's it. They don't replete. They just there, disappear. So yeah. there's no upside anymore. Were there any other talking points from last night? Things you wanted to talk about, Gary, from the undercard or anything like that? Uh, I was disappointed with Dave Allen, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Like as far you as know, it, right? it wasn't even it wasn't even the stoppage of the, when he quit, but it's like, come on, man! He, he fought how many rounds before the stoppage? Six. He may have thrown ten shots in six rounds. Yeah, you I, can do, I understand you do this. He never threw. You can't win a fight unless you throw a punch. He never threw no. a fucking punch at ten. I wasn't rounds. sure what he was Six trying rounds. to do, Gary. I thought, is he trying to tire the guy out and take him to deep waters or what? Sure, but you have to throw a shot now and again. Yeah, you know, it was, he... like, it was just a joke. I, I couldn't say was guy, but like there was, he never, he never, anyone could have done what he did. He never threw a punch the whole fight. Like let me ask you guys something. Me. Do you think? Let me ask you something. Generally, are trainers getting better? Do you think trainers are getting better? More knowledgeable, more skilled. There's a generic progress. No, I, I don't see it like a generic upswing. Right, Gary. Trainers are getting. 
I mean, the only way fighters can get better is for trainers to get better. That's it. Yeah, but I don't think that uh, I think the sport's the same as it's been a hundred years ago. I don't think that uh, you know you get in there, you have a fight. So yeah. I think I think there's a few good trainers around, um, and ninety percent of them are dog shit. Uh, to be honest, I mean, look at Shane McGuigan. Let's give her an example, right? They, they say he's a great trainer. I, I I don't know, but did he fight? It doesn't mean he can't train if he didn't fight, but he gets the leg up from the father. He's in the business since he's a kid, so he's been around it. But yeah. does that make a great trainer? No, it doesn't. What makes a great trainer is insight, um, experience, um, a knowledge of something... Uh, you know, it, it's it's. I don't, I I don't think you can look. I, I think boxing is a is a is a science you can learn, but I think you have to have something special to be great. I think you training can bring it out of you, but you what separates great fighters from averages? It's just that's just what they are. And well, I think you, when, that, I when think that same with trainers like Eddie Futch, um, and 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 some of the great trainers. You can't get a young uh, Shane McGuigan and put him in that league with, with these guys who just, it's, it's just, they're born to do it. When they say boxing is a science, it's almost, you have to remember it's a science of bruising, right? So it's almost like they left off the important part. It's a sweet science of bruising. So you're teaching the guy how to beat somebody up. And, and it's almost like guys that are. Well, there's got to be an innate something in you. Yeah, and but guys, you can, guys you can are, teach two kids how to beat someone up, but one will do it predominantly better than the other. Yes, and and that could Based be because of their their mental approach towards like they they maybe have more naturally aggressive in in the uh, side of themselves. Sometimes that's it because they they don't hesitate; they just right away they'll go at it. And um, and then there are other guys that you know that actually you have to teach how to be aggressive. You have to teach how to slip a punch and counter and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Those are the kinds of things that make you a better fighter. So they call it the sweet science of bruising. And, and it's just, yes, in terms of learning, learning the arts and the skills, but not very many trainers teach them. I mean, the guys that excel today and the guys that have always excelled are the guys that are the guys that have the most like knowledge. They it's not just they're physically gifted, but they actually know how to do things better. It's or, like or... it's it's like like so many trainers now are following on from their fathers. Like now we have uh, uh, Shane McGuigan, we have Brendan uh, Ingle. Now we have Dominic Ingle. Dominic Ingle. I actually think Dominic Ingle is a good trainer. I think he's he's not just. Um, I actually think that he is, he's not just, he's not, he's not floating on the tails of his father. I think he's found his own space. I think he's a good But how, how is he a good trainer? What's his methodology? I, because I've just, when you listen to someone, I think he's a, it's, he, there's certain things you can't learn by just watching. I think you, you somehow just know him. And he, he comes out with things sometimes I say to myself, this this guy knows what you he's know, talking about. Do you know about. what Prince Nassim Hamid said about his time training with the Ingles? Obviously, they had him for his whole, most since he was a kid, of like seven years old, to, to all of his success, mostly until he split and went with Emmanuel Stewart, yeah? And then with another guy called Oscar Suarez. He said, at the time of the switch, he said, all I've done since I was seven years old at that club is a set routine. He said, I've never had one-on-one -on -one coaching. I've just done a set routine. We all do the bags. We all do the lines. We all do loads of body sparring. And he said, and that's all I ever really did. He said, it's... I, work, I work with Brendan Ingle for a year. Yeah. Um, and? Go on. How was it? Um, he... He didn't. He didn't teach me a whole lot. He 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 um, possibly uh, brought out my natural ability. So yeah. 
so no, it's a little abstract. It's, that's a little abstract in in the conversation. But so he never told me anything. But he actually brought. If I had any natural talent, he, he kind of brought it out. Which seems and, to be what Angelo and Dee with Muhammad Ali. Really, that seems to be what the way they work together very much. That he meaning, if I had no talent, I would have learned nothing. You know. Yeah, there you but, go. There you go. But but, but in his defence, he brought out maybe the best of me. Uh, yeah. Or give me the confidence to trust my instinct. Which By letting was, you do what you naturally know how to do. Yes, yes. But then I get with Jimmy Tibbs, and yeah. and, and I think Jimmy taught me more than anyone. Um, he taught me fundamentals. He taught me... Um, but sometimes when they teach you fundamentals, they take away what your strengths are in order. Yes, to but they also you save your life in fights when you get back to the jab when you're in trouble and you, you know, you like they go like I think yesterday Eubanks went back to basics. Yeah. Use the jab, stay off the ropes, don't get caught up. Like all the simple things that, like if you have this information going into a fight. Like maybe the first fight you never had it. If I say to a guy going into the fight, don't. Fucking get on the rope. Stick behind the jab. All he's got to do is put the jab out. If you don't tell him, maybe he doesn't do it. He, he went out last night under the order, stick behind the jab. Stay off the ropes. Stay fluid. I, I don't three, know. Three I don't, orders. And the three orders he had kept him out of trouble. And once he's out of trouble, myths about and the, the jab starts to dominate, then well, everything else starts to come Ma into play. Michael wants to talk about the myths of staying away from the ropes. The myth that the, the ropes are a bad idea yeah, or a bad like, enemy. Like people talk like 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 it's uh, like like the made of acid or poison or stuff like that. And, no, and but Michael, when you've got nowhere else to go and someone's on top of you, it's better not to be in that position, right? No, it's better. Well, you know what's better? What's better is to know the ring. Is is to have. Worked in the gym in sparring on fighting off the ropes because inevitably you know, that, we're all going to be there at some point. At some Michael, point I would rather be, be in a position where I could take a step back and make you miss rather than be on the ropes and have nowhere to go. But you so, do well, have somewhere to go. That's what I'm saying. Though. Though. In the yeah. ring, there's no such thing as having no place to go. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. If your head is, my head is right here, right? I'm against the ropes. I can still move back. I can still drop down. I can change my elevation. I can get to the side. I can get to the left, go to the right. I got 360, right? Then I can go. The ropes do not stop me from moving 360. They they may stop my feet from moving, but it, they do give... Uh, okay, they, Michael, they I, give I give you all the credit. Except false sense of security. Ropes, your body is completely open. The body no. goes nowhere. Absolutely. Body shots on the ropes. You're Just make yourself hit. smaller. You can make yourself smaller, Gary. Right? You can make yourself I... smaller. You could turn on your angles. There's Did a you ton see of Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard? Of course. I've seen it a hundred times. That masterclass, right? Yes. Did he ever yes. go on the ropes? Sugar Ray, yes. yes. A little bit. Like Sugar Ray beat Hagler off the ropes. Sugar yeah, Ray beat Hagler off the ropes. Hagler off the ropes. Back on the ropes, he'd have killed him. But he was in the he was in the corner in round nine, that epic round. Yes, yeah. For There's, moments, not for forty-five. No, no, he's in Robin, admittedly. No, he stayed there with right. him. Do you he, know what I think the worst he thing? He planted his feet and let him go. Yeah, the worst thing I think about being on the ropes, actually, Gary, is the ref. The, the, the judges tend to perceive it negatively, even if you were doing fantastic work, and they couldn't see yes. your James Tony like ring generalship. They will mark 100%. you down because they think the other guy's winning because he's got you on the ropes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I people, have, this, people have this thing in their heads about you're on the ropes and that means you're getting beat and getting killed. And it's not no, no, I'm Michael, I'm with you 100%. But ideally, I would rather be in the center of the ring, yeah. But then, okay, so you know what you're doing there when you're in the center of the ring, it's a different thing altogether. If you're in the center of the ring, that means your your reflexes have to be better than the other guys, basically, yeah. they are. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's not the average for all fighters, right? Like, no, like your reflexes were incredible. I, one hundred percent. No, no, no. Let's not say that. But what I'm saying is, Michael, if with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ideally, for me, and I think for most fighters, middle of the ring, when you get on the ropes, you have some limitation of what you can, can and can't do. Is that not correct? Yes. If you're a seasoned pro who's learned to use there's, the rope, yeah. there's a perceived limitation, but but that perceived limitation is only but that perceived limitation is only because you haven't practiced fighting. You don't you don't you haven't mastered the art of fighting off the ropes. That's all. But let's be honest, let's get back to what get the point Gary was making. He's right that Eubank didn't need to be there last night, and it was a good thing he, he stayed off with him in the center of the ring and dictated with his left jab. If you look at the problem Eubank had when he got knocked out last time, he was in the corner on the ropes, right? On the ropes. Yeah. Well, so Gary invalid. You know, you know what the most in with Liam with a punch and get caught? I thought that's what happened. You no, know, he was on the ropes. The punch was last night was the jab. Yeah. It's yeah. sickening Smith, the jab. He never let him get set up. He kept hitting him with the jab. He kept knocking. It was like, and that was Bolmack. Jab, jab, move, yeah. jab, jab. And that's move. another thing. And that's another Basically. thing, if I, if I may say. So he's like this with the cuffs, and he's eating jabs right down the middle. And I'm sorry, you're, how, how many years has, has Liam been a, a professional boxer? How long have you been boxing for? Over 10. So over 10 years. What about this? When the jab comes your way? What about that? That's just like yeah. the most simple thing. Block the damn jab. Nobody See, does Getting it. back to Brendan Ingle, I remember Brendan Ingle once. There was an article in uh, one of the Boxer News related publications and they, Brendan Ingle said that a, a novice in the gym said to him, how do you defend against a left jab? And he said, well, I can show you about 10 ways. And then yeah. he broke down 10 different ways. And I know you could do that right now if I asked you. I know you could do it too, Gary. So that that's got to be something a trainer's capable of doing, obviously, is at least showing you 10 ways you could defend against that left jab. Right. Yeah, and that wasn't done. Like he just put his hands up here, and then, and and wherever he blocked punches by accident, osmosis. I don't know what it was. You know it's, what I feel about the shape he was in last night, but I don't want to keep going on about it because 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 certain people are not going to accept it, and it's just going to make me look churlish that that I'm arguing the toss because it's because because Gary got it right and and we didn't, and that's not no. Bad. But I, I understand Liam Smith. Possibly because of the weight wasn't 100%. But Michael will tell you this from his experience. I've been there myself. Not every fight you're 100%, but you find a way. That's one of Michael's favorite things. You find a way. You struggled through it. There was not a inclination of a possibility of a way. He was so dominated. So, you know, I, it's one thing looking, you're not sharp and you can't get off. He just got fucking beat up by a better fighter. And I think if it happens again, it will happen again. And I love Liam Smith again. But yeah, but why you Chris Eubanks Jr. is better fighter than you think he is. I promise you. Okay. He's not filled his potential yet. He's not. I hope he does. It's late to do it. But. I think I, I, I think with a good camp like he has now, and if he listens and he disciplines, I think there's a lot more in this kid than people see. And I think yesterday was just a little sign of what's possible. Ben, why do you keep calling him girlish? Say again? How, why do you keep calling him girlish? What are you talking about? You said twice. You said he was girlish. I didn't say girlish. I don't know what, what word you... Churlish. I said, I, I said, I don't want to be churlish. You know that. Oh, word, right? you don't want to be. Oh. I said, I don't want to come across as churlish. Now, come on. When I first read about you in Care Magazine, they say you may need a dictionary to follow this guy's interview. So you should be au fait with <laughs> linguistic nuances. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, excuse me. 
So, <laughs> fellas, um, listen, fellas, there's not a huge amount of action next week. There isn't a big fight next week, yeah. um, really, to get our teeth into. But no doubt we, we will find something. I don't doubt that for a second. The next mm -hmm. thing's on the horizon is Joe Joyce, uh, Zile Zhang rematch September 23rd. And obviously you've got the big Canelo Charlo thing on September 30th. So I would suggest we reconvene as normal next week. But what we're going to talk about, perhaps, that... Um, you know, we could still get a guest on, fellas, but I can imagine it'd be fucking chaos with four of us on the screen. But I'm up for it if you are. <laughs> I can take it down. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but maybe we could talk about psychology, the psychology of boxing a little bit next week. Maybe we could talk about some fundamentals. Maybe you can, uh, you know, talk about uh, strategies things that insightful things for the viewers to to understand what makes us tick and how we get to where we get there's many top subjects i think more interesting than fights but absolutely and that's what me and michael have done with this show it's before you come on board if we didn't have a big fight that made sense that, to talk that, about we'd that, find would something be, else. that would ben that would be michael and i uh, sorry, is that the grammatical? Uh, is that the correct way to say it? Yes, so not yes, me. Yes, yeah, yes. that's right. You always Michael put yourself first. I notice he always puts. Uh, it. Would it be more appropriate to say the king and I? Gary, did you did you notice that? Uh, of course, I noticed himself first. Yeah, yeah, every time. Very, very disrespectful, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, guys, it's it's nice to get to this chill point where not everybody's all shouting at once, and we've just got this zen-like calm. Uh, is there anything else you would like to cover before we bid the ladies and gentlemen good night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stretch needs his own shirt. You see both Ben and I. Yeah. He has white shirt on his. I have silk on mine. Gary? I have nothing on mine. I'm just simply Gary. Stretch. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you a t-shirt. It's going to be say, don't you know who I am? <laughs> and, and I'll wear it in a chip shop. Yeah, will, you, will you please? When you come to London, if, if you're coming for the movie or whatever, I've got a fish and chip shop and go to the. Can we go to a fish and chip shop? Will you be that yeah. Can we do a sketch where you literally go? Don't you know who I am, love? Uh, <laughs> Someone's going to hit you from somewhere, right? Yeah, well, let's let's mock it yeah. out like a like a sketch. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see I, that. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a, a interesting week. I've been looking. I, I never go online, but since this podcast has been going online, I've never seen so much abuse I've been taking from the various media uh, people yeah. writing in. I knocked him out. He knocked him. Out. Fucking hell! They say I spent my whole career on my ass. So, if it's any consolation, Gary, I get it. Even even in my lowly position, I get people saying this that about me. I'm surprised. You may get people getting your inbox at some point saying, "Oh, don't work with him. He's a wrong gun, and he did this and he did that." No, I, 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 I smile, you know. Fortunately uh, for me, I can't read, so I don't worry about it. Yeah, well, I, I know you always Michael's keep on untouchable. <laughs> He's untouchable. The silver can't touch. Me and I, you I, are more like men. I'd like to, to make it clear. You're allowed to make jokes about Mike about Michael's um, ocular style because he doesn't. Michael, like let me ask you something. What what happened with the eye? I don't oh, know. I, um, I think the viewers would like to know because I'm sure many don't know. Okay, well, okay, so uh, initially I had an orbital fracture, and the, uh, I had a, the orbital floor, the floor the eye sits on, I got a thumb in sparring, and it dropped in the socket, and so, you know, you continue fighting, and then it just, the more you fight, the worse it gets, so then I had a, the orbital bone, um, this, the eye that makes the eye solid, that kind of fracture, that came apart, and that was really it. And so I lost you vision. So I'm, I'm legally blind in it, but it's very blurry. I can't see, and it's kind of like they're uneven. So I, you know, I'd rather cover it than look like uh, one of those lizards. That's kind of it's really bad. worked out for you stylistically, hasn't it? Because it looks the bollocks, and you've obviously always got different ones. It's it, it's your style, so it's almost. I think you actually look better than people. people women, you gotta own it, right? Michael got better got looking. on the eye now. Yeah, you know? can we do that? You know, take one for the team. That um, <laughs> no women. Women message me. You. Listen, women actually, message me saying that you for a living. Yeah, women message me saying that you're better looking today than you were in your A day. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, Jim, my what? What day is it now? Um, oh, it I don't know. Gary day. thinks it's Friday. That's the link he logged into. First of all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a compliment. Thank you very much. I, yeah. I um 
And I know another woman who's in, well, probably more than one, but one in particular who's in love with Gary, who's like, she always used to talk about him. Ten years ago, I was training her as a personal training client. She said, God, I was in love with that Gary Stretch. Posters everywhere. She's seen that he's on board now, and she's still, she's absolutely cock yeah. that he's joined the, the well, fold. But, uh, gentlemen, think, it's been a pleasure, glasses, as always. I think the glasses gives you a very polished... Uh, I'm blind. Devonair. Devonair, yeah. Devonair. yeah. So this is descended into a gay loving. Is that is that what I, is that what I'm feeling? Um, <laughs> listen, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. We we hang around and we'll have a quick chat backstage. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in. I see lots of you engaging this week. Oh, really sorry I didn't answer any of your comments on YouTube or on Facebook, but we really appreciate the engagement and we'll get back to them. In the meantime, be lucky. Keep punching over and out. Simon. <laughs> Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.